This is Parables of the Divorce CEO, where men have real and raw conversations about the pain, suffering, and loneliness of divorce. Welcome to this week's episode of Parables of the Divorce CEO. I am your host, Peter Avalon Northstar, the founder and creator of the Divorce CEO and of the CEO on Fire coaching program. On this week's episode, The Ego. All right, all right. So, this is an interesting episode to me because I have actually been really reluctant to record this. So, normally I record these podcasts on Fridays and today it's Sunday. And uh <laughs> it's been uh it's been quite the weekend. Uh today is Super Bowl Sunday. All of my American friends and Canadian friends are watching Super Bowl and uh and I'm recording the podcast. And so to give you a little bit of a backstory of how these episodes are starting to come about, right? So when I started my podcast last year, um, I have a friend here in Toronto that is really successful with his podcasting. He has a whole company where he ta- talks and teaches about podcasting. And I got some support and some he, he helped me with, with answering some questions I had in terms of, you know, planning out podcasts and stuff like this. And, um, and he is like many, you know, myself included, uh, come from the thought that, you know, we have to plan out the podcast in advance. So you got to plan out a month in advance, two months in advance and, and so forth. And, uh, that's basically what I did all of last year and was what I did at the beginning of this year until the last episode about the five love languages. So one of the things that I teach my coaching clients is uh, what I call the CEO mind. And inside of that is a whole, it's a whole structure of its own, right? Like how do we, how do we utilize um, our mind in terms of creating the, the man that we want to become after our divorce? How do we run our companies? How do we increase our revenues and all of this? So there's a whole, there's a whole part of this that's just about mindset and um, connecting with yourself on a like a deeper level and a higher level. And then there's this notion of connecting with something higher than yourself or bigger than yourself. I call it God. You might call it something else. But in this episode, I'm going to refer to it when I talk about it as God. So if you don't like that, replace it with something that makes more sense to you. And so I teach all of my clients how to connect to or to have space every morning. When you wake up as part of your morning routine, you create this space where you connect, where you connect to something that guides you. This is the best way I can explain it. And so for the past two, well, actually for the past, you know, before, um, like even into last year, I was, I was cultivating this and experimenting with it and having a deeper connection with this uh, voice and this year as I started the new episodes of the podcast and I started sharing more than last the last episode from last week I got this clear indication as I was sitting in this space of the title of the podcast so instead of like all the podcasts that I had already pre-planned Instead of utilizing that and going into that, which was my very more logical mind, 
I was being guided and invited to actually share something that was different, right? What was important, not so much to me, but to the listener, you. And so came the, the first episode, which was the five languages of love or the five love languages. This week, as I was sitting in meditation and I was listening to the voice, I had a very strong, um, uh, this very strong voice telling me, you got to talk about the ego. And I was like, you know how it is, right? You, you hear something, you question it, and your logical mind starts being like, nah, that can't be true. Like that, like that must be my own mind t- telling me what to do. And so I basically just kind of said, fuck it. And I was like, what does the ego have to do with sharing my story of divorce and sharing all these things? And so that was Friday. Then Saturday, I sat in the same, you know, I have the same setting every morning. I do the exact same thing. I've been doing that for two years now. And again, Saturday, I was asking, what is, the, what is going to be the theme and the story of the podcast this week? Same thing. Talk about the ego. I was like, God damn it, like, this, this, is not, this is not what I am thinking you, the listener, want to hear, right? And so this morning again, same thing, I sat down, I meditated, I connected and with my mastermind here. I call it the mastermind, right? It's like this divine t- uh, trinity you connect to. And if you're one of my clients, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know exactly what I mean when I say that. And so... I sat there, asked these questions again, and the same thing came up. Talk about the ego. Now, I have no idea why this is coming up. Zero. However, what I am, what I do know is that if I'm trying to control the situation, instead of following this voice and letting that voice lead me, which I call God, I will rob myself of a, of a massive lesson in trusting this. And I will rob you of a potential lesson in what I'm sharing. So this podcast, I have no idea where this is going. Because talking about the ego is like a very, it's a huge, it's a huge topic in itself. Um, but what I can do is I can relate it to my marriage in terms of how I acted And how in this situation, like with the meditation and being guided, how I have been trying to control the narrative of, okay, this is how you do a podcast. This is the theme that I was, that I planned out for this week. And then this voice telling me to do something different and where I have been trying to control it because my ego clearly doesn't want to talk about itself, right? My ego doesn't want to be exposed. And... The fascinating thing about this conversation to me is like the biggest business uh, decisions that I have actually made in my life, they don't come from my rational mind. They actually come from this intuitive place of either a deep knowing or this voice telling me it's time to do this. In last year's episode, I shared one of the more profound experiences I had with this guiding voice. And how that voice became the anchor that actually made me, or it didn't make me, but it, it invited me to look at my marriage 
and ask myself the question, is this really what you want in a marriage? And as I went through that process, I realized that it was not. And it didn't matter what I did in terms of trying to change me, all the things I studied about relationship, therapy, right, communication, the five love languages, all of these things that I was bringing into the marriage as a way of solving our issues. But here's where the ego comes in in that, in that game, is that I came into this game with my ex-wife with the idea, because of my ego again, because I wanted to be right, right? I wanted our relationship to work, so I, I came from a very selfish place. I didn't give her space to be who she was and who she is. I wanted her to be somebody else. My ego was constantly dictating, well, I want her to be more spiritual, right? That was one of the big things that I struggled with. I've always been a very, quote-unquote, spiritual person. And she was a very non-spiritual or non-religious person, right? And so I felt that that was one of the areas where we didn't have a lot of connection. And I had this idea in my mind about how she was supposed to be as my wife. I had this idea that, well, because I had married her, she should then be, you know, spiritually interested, at least similar to what I was like asking the bigger questions of life. She was in like she wanted to have safety. She wanted to have a family. She was a hardworking woman, still is a very hardworking woman. I admire that about her. I've always admired that about her, that this drive for excellence she has in business and, and in career. And I didn't have that same, I, didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't have the same drive because I did, but I would say I didn't have the same outlook in terms of chasing the financial gain as she did. And so I projected all of my selfishness onto her. And then I came up with this story that said, well, I got to fix her because there's clearly something wrong with her. I got to fix her so she's more like me. She's more spiritual and she, you know, um, wants to go to church with me when I went with her dad and stuff like this. I had all these stories that I was pushing onto her instead of actually giving her permission to just show up as she was. And this is where the ego is a very interesting uh, observer or driver in our life. And um, it has, the ego has definitely served me in certain areas and has definitely like with this podcast of trying to literally not be exposed and not have me do this podcast because talking about, you know, being selfish, being egotistical and, you know, having this ego, at least for me in this situation, seems to be something that it doesn't want to do. And this is one of the things that I know has to be done, right? When I feel that I shouldn't do a podcast about something, then I know that that's exactly what I need to do because that's what I'm being called to do. Mostly because there's an element of myself that is now dying out and because it's being exposed, but also because as the listener, there's, there's a lesson for you in this game as well. 
And now there's there's a lot of books on the ego. Ryan Holiday has been written an amazing book about ego is not the enemy. And I don't necessarily know if I would say the ego is the enemy either. But what I will say is that it's a very, it's a very, 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 very seductive trickster. Because it will it will create stories and narratives that will help it survive. Right, so the late and very and the great uh, author and teacher Wayne Dyer, Doctor Wayne Dyer, he always talked about the ego as edging God out. And there's a big part of me that can relate to that because essentially what it is is you allow yourself to be dictated by somebody else, which is the ego, instead of being led by God. Or the voice, or whatever you call it. And when you, when you're led from your, you could also call it your smaller self, your versus your higher self, your your awareness uh, versus your uh, lack of awareness or anti-awareness. Um, when you're led from that space, there is only so far you can go. Right? There's, there's confines that you will, you will um, be restricted by. There's a framework that, you, that you, just, you can't move past that. And one of the, the things that I've really learned from listening to this voice and to embracing it in my life is how many times I fail to see the opportunity of a situation for expansion. Because I'm projecting my own pain, projecting my own trauma, projecting my own stories onto the situation that I'm being invited to actually grow from or actually separate from. And so in business, for instance, it's easy to play the me game. It's just about me. It's just about me making money. It's just about me. Um building an amazing business and it's a lot harder and it takes a lot more effort to play the we game what i mean about that is that instead of playing a game where i win i have shifted it to we win so for myself and for every client even for the for the clients that decide not to work with me i always want there to be a win i always want that individual that man that divorced businessman to leave our conversation with something that is a gift for me. And that is not this like that's not playing the the ego game of look at me, I'm the greatest. You got to pay me because I'm the greatest, right? When you when you know what your mission is, when you know who you are, you have this sense of clarity that transcends this egoic feeling of and thought pattern of I got to be the best there's nothing wrong in being the best absolutely but it's the way that you actually take action in life that that shows or determines if you're doing it from a place that's only ego-based or based on collaboration support and unity I could use another example on ego um with with my uh with my ex 
I had a very specific idea of what a marriage looked like. Now, I had never asked myself is this, if this image was actually my image or view of a marriage or it was my parents' view or if it was society's view or somebody else's view of how to be in a marriage. But I had this like very strict version of how to be in a marriage. You got to do this. She's got to do that. And then if those things kind of add up, then you have a good marriage. And so because I had that story and I had these projections of what it looked like and because my ego wanted to control, because that's what my ego loves to do. It's all about control. And so I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for this to be the reality. And again, the, the challenge with that becomes that this is the part where we have parts of ourselves and there's parts of our partner that ends up divorcing ourselves. Meaning that if she didn't show up in a specific way, I would lose my shit and I would fucking just go ape shit on her. If she didn't do something specific that I wanted in that moment, I would lose my shit on her. So there was always this thing about what I wanted instead of what I could bring to the relationship. And so the marriage becomes very give and take. Right? Because the ego wants to be fueled and wants to be fed. And so instead of actually both of us being whole in who we were, we both showed up with all of our traumas and our egos and we started fighting each other for domination of who was there to rule. And when you come from that space, a marriage will be a fucking disaster. So the ego is, a, is, is an interesting thing. It's a very fascinating thing. And the more that I, the more that I work with it and, and identify it, the more I'm seeing all the stories and the narratives that it's playing out in my life still to this day. Will we ever get rid of the ego? I don't think so. Is it good to get rid of the ego? Um, I'm unsure of that. Like some people would say yes. I don't know if I agree with that. I think the ego has its purpose. But I think there is a, there is a difference between us controlling the ego versus the ego controlling us. I think when we can embrace ourselves fully and whole with all of our light and all of our darkness, all of our lies, all of our stories, then we're in a much better place to show up in the world and for our future partners and for children and for friends and our partners and so forth. When we're controlled by our ego, we become very irrational and we become very emotional, um, loaded, and so it's very easy to, when, when, you, when you do get triggered, you react. So we become very reactive. So there's a big difference with being controlled by the ego and you controlling the ego. Whereas when you do have a, and I don't like the word control, but that's the, the best thing I can utilize right now in the moment. But when you're in a, a place where you are in the driver's seat and the ego is not, there is a openness that happens. 
and there is there's a place where you can be the observer and then you can make different decisions instead of being triggered and being emotional reactive you can step out of the situation that moment and be like okay is this is really the path i want to take it, what would be the win for both of us in this situation if i go down the path of the ego will we both win or will i win so it changes the narrative and it changes the situation and this is where i am seeing there's more potential in business in you know a new marriage new relationships relationship with children is the same like what i was saying last week with the five love languages it's like when you understand yourself so deeply that you can see your lies, all of your stories and all of this, and you accept that in yourself. Then you can actually meet the world in a different way. Instead of letting the world cast you around in a tornado, which it sometimes feels like when you're, you know, you're working hard and you're stressed and a lot of emotions are coming up and we're constantly being tested it can feel like you have zero control over life and so we go back into the shell of the ego and we start fighting against life or that's definitely a potential right i've done that a million times and i still have my moments where i fight and so my invitation with this podcast today because I had no idea where it was go was gonna go uh, I just knew that I was being asked to do this I was being asked to do this recording today so I hope you found something to take away from this and my invitation for you with this week is notice when you go into the place where you come from I instead of we and start looking at the win for both of you. That's all I got for you today. Love and light your way. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Parables of the Divorce CEO. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And please share it with someone who may find the content valuable. Join my coaching program at thedivorceceo.com slash coaching.